welcome to this episode of Keep It Positive, sweetie. I am Chris Renee Hazlett, and today we are talking about In This New Season with Megan Ashley Brooks. Guys, I'm so excited <laughs> to have her on my couch today. You are absolutely stunning. Thanks. So are you. Oh my goodness. We were talking about you last night, oh, how beautiful you are, you. and just excited to have you here with thank us today. You. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Thanks for the invite. Of course. <laughs> um, when I think about In This New Season, I think of a quote that says, God prunes us when he is about to take us into a new season of growth and expansion by Christine Kane. Mm. And um, I feel like we're both in that area of our lives where God is pruning us and um, molding us to mm -hmm. what he wants us to be. Mm -hmm. So you are a Christ-minded mother for, um, formerly the co-host of No For Sure podcast, mm -hmm. which everyone um, really kind of fell in love with you, honestly. Oh, like, I know yeah. this when I was like, oh my God, who is this girl? <laughs> so amazing, Thank so amazing. Um, we first met at Change Church. I know. Yes. And we did that panel, or we had the live podcast, and you were a guest, and yes. that was amazing. So much fun. That was the first time I saw her, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's more beautiful in person. Oh, that's what I so, said about you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, we had a really, we really did. good time. It was a good talk, too. It was. It was a really good talk. Yeah. It was so much fun. Um, shout out Change Church, Pastor Darius and Pastor Shamika yeah. Daniels. Um, so let's get into it. Where are you from? Because a lot of people, we've seen you on the podcast, but yeah. we, we want to know who Megan is. Yeah. So yeah. I'm originally from Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And so when people think Ohio, they think like cornfields, <laughs> they think, and we have that. I actually yeah. just went home this past weekend um, and got to spend some time with my family. Mm -hmm. But Columbus is really a progressive city. It um, has great food, mm. great art, great fashion. Okay. It's not really known for that, but when you go there, you're like, okay, Columbus is not bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, born and raised there my whole life. My mom and my dad, my dad's from Ohio. My mom's from Mississippi. Okay. So um, I was raised by a real Southern woman. Mm -hmm. that, I know that's like right. A real Southern woman, <laughs> like real Southern. Yeah. So I was raised by my mom and, um, and yeah, I built my life in Ohio. Wow. Like I spent my whole life like this was uh, Atlanta was the first place I moved to mm -hmm. outside of Ohio so what brought you here so I moved here um to to help with my friends businesses and you know just kind of help with her um with her things and it was just a total transition from wow. life in Ohio to it. Atlanta is just a different place mm -hmm. it's just a different wow it is different totally different place yes, I love Ohio. it here though. yeah when'd you move like, here I moved in the middle of the pandemic, oh, August wow. 2020. Wow. So we were like really in the middle of the pandemic. That's crazy. That's a crazy time to move. Sold my house quickly, like put it on the market. It sold, um, packed up all, like packed the kids up, mm -hmm. packed the dog. Wow. And we drove from Ohio to it, to Georgia in the middle of the pandemic. And right. yeah, we started our journey here in Atlanta. That's incredible. Yeah. When you say started, that was, you were with your, um, my ex-husband and, and my kids, kids and my yeah. three boys. And that was just like the biggest, I, I don't recommend that. Like don't, <laughs> don't move in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Um, but actually it wasn't bad because it wasn't like we had to do, you know, activities outside the home true so we got you know we had all the time to pack up and, and get settled get yeah settled and That's stuff true. so it wasn't that bad but um but yeah we moved here and uh, you know a new journey yeah began. awesome so now yeah. um you've recently said that you're going through a divorce yeah how did you and your husband meet and what made you think this, this is, is the man it? yeah 
So I've been divorced now for since March. Mm. So it's been, I don't know how many months that's been, but mm. it's been a good, what, six, over six months. Yeah. Um, we met when I was 19 and uh, he, we, we went to the same Bible college, but at different times. Okay, Bible college. Yeah, so we went to Bible <laughs> college, same Bible college, but different times. So we had mutual friends. And um, I was working all the way on the west side at a bank. So I worked for Chase Bank for a lot of years. Oh, um, and I was a teller. I was a part-time teller. So I went to Bible college in the morning. And then afternoons, I was working at the bank. Mm -hmm. And um, he came in a few times to make deposits and then I just kept noticing he kept coming in mm -hmm. and just and coming was, to your yeah coming, your to line. My, coming to my <laughs> counter and he would always have these cash deposits and um and sometimes they would be big and sometimes it's like you could have waited like you didn't have to deposit <laughs> that that ten dollars in <laughs> you didn't have to do that um so he would you know come in and um our a mutual friend that we know he mm -hmm. asked about me because Apparently one day when I wasn't at work, one of my coworkers was like, oh yeah, she goes to this Bible college, like told all my business to this stranger. <laughs> oh my gosh. And um, he realized that we went to the same Bible college mm -hmm. and he asked one of his friends um, if they knew me and yeah. went to church one night and he was sitting right behind me mm -hmm. and asked for my number and it just like, I, I was head over heels in love with him. I mean, I'm, yeah, I was you meet like that, it's yeah, like, it feels was, like it's God ordained. <laughs> yeah, we were, we spent every single day together. Um, wow. We talked all the time, and yeah, it was just, it was somebody I never would have thought I would date before, because mm -hmm. he was very kind of, you know, he wasn't like a rough, tough, mm -hmm. like, hood guy. Yeah. He was very, like, you know, straight, mm -hmm. narrow, like, just clean, and, mm -hmm. you know, he was just different than what I've ever dated before, yeah. and we were so young, and I think when you fall in love, people think that, like, it's love, but maturity has taught me that it's infatuation mm. like I was really inf I think we were really infatuated with each other like love was there but yeah. I think like we ain't gone through enough right. to be in love with mm -hmm. each other yeah. this soon we've so, all been there yeah so um but yeah that's how it that's how it happened it moved really fast wow really fast. at what point in the relationship did you realize mm, this isn't this, this isn't. doesn't feel right this doesn't feel like I think you know, I didn't have a grasp on what God said marriage was, mm -hmm. what God said a woman was, what God says a wife is. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I had a full grasp of that. I don't yeah. think I knew what those things were in full context. Mm -hmm. I just had the desire to be a wife. I had yeah. the desire to be a mom, mm -hmm. you know. And I think when life happens, that's where the relationship is proven if this is really a thing or not. Like, exactly. is this, are we really mm -hmm. called to each other? Yeah. Um, because life happened mm -hmm. and life kept happening. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when my son got diagnosed with autism, my middle son, Caleb, mm -hmm. he was diagnosed with autism when he was two. Wow. And I had my first son, Eli, at, I got pregnant at 19 and me and my husband, weren't married at the time. And then we got married after Eli was born. Mm -hmm. um, and then two years later I had Caleb. Okay. And Caleb was the child that I prayed for. Mm. And I tried so hard to have him. I couldn't, for whatever reason, a year after I had Eli, it was really hard for me to get pregnant. Mm. I could not get pregnant, I could not get pregnant. And 
I was begging God, like, God, please, please, mm -hmm. I want this baby. And taking inventory of my heart posture, I knew that I wanted Caleb because I thought that he was going to redeem me from having a baby out of wedlock because uh, now I'm married. That's, oh my goodness. You know, that's I'm married now and I can do it the right way Absolutely. now. And um, mm. I wanted him so bad and for selfish reasons, then, mm -hmm. you know, if I'm being honest, they mm. were not. I was going to love him, and I, obviously, I was, he's my babe, but I, yeah. I wanted him to redeem me. I thought yes. he was going to redeem me, and I prayed so hard for him. Oh, God, I prayed so hard, mm. fasted, prayed. I want him so bad. God, please, mm. please. And I remember sitting in church one day, and the pastor was preaching on Jude. Mm -hmm. And in Jude, um, it talks about contending for the faith. Mm. And um, I remember sitting in church, and I'm having this dialogue with God, and I'm like, God, please, please. I want this baby so bad. I just want to get pregnant. Please, please, please. And I remember God said, I heard you. Don't ask me again. Wow. Oof. And what and is I that? Was like, and he was like, I want you to go pray. He was like, now go pray for someone else to have a baby. And he gave me two people to pray for. Wow. And he said, I heard you. Oh my Don't goodness. ask me again. Go pray for someone else. Mm. And, I, and he gave me two people to pray for. Um, within a month, I got pregnant. The mm -hmm. next month, the other girl got pregnant. The next month, the other girl got pregnant. We all had babies at the oh same time. Oh my goodness. Um, so God was kind yes. and he heard me and he gave me what I asked for. But mm -hmm. then my son got diagnosed, the one that I prayed for, mm -hmm. the one that I wanted, the yeah. one that I, you know, yeah, felt like I fought so hard to get. Mm -hmm. He was diagnosed with autism in 2012. And then the next year, his pediatrician was like, I really, you know, my gut is telling me that we need to do more testing. Mm. We need to do some blood work. Mm -hmm. And he had been asking me to do it for a while. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, mm. you know, Caleb's fine. Like, yeah. he doesn't need it. I don't want to put him through all that testing. Mm -hmm. And so then the doctor, his pediatrician was like, I think we need to do this. I need, I need you to trust me. Wow. And I need you to take him and go get a blood test. Mm -hmm. And so I took him to the children's hospital and he was diagnosed with fragile X syndrome. And what What's that the, is, yeah. <clears throat> so the, we have, um, the, the male has an X and a Y chromosome. So when there's a dysfunction in the X chromosome, there's nothing there to support what's lacking. Uh. So Caleb doesn't have the protein that produces brain development. Mm. And so technically he would be mentally handicapped. Mm -hmm. He is at a lower level he won't be able to function on his own yeah. that's what they say mm -hmm. he, you know he'll never graduate and they sit you down when your child is autistic and if in this situation with fragile x and they tell you these things mm -hmm. your kid's never going to graduate from high school your kid's never going to have real relationships he's never going to have friends he's probably always going to have to depend on you he's always going to have to live with you mm. um all the never 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 yeah never 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 and um when Caleb got diagnosed with autism. I became a stay-at-home mom, and then a year later, we got the second diagnosis, and it just felt like blow after blow, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And I felt really guilty because I was like, "Dang, like this is," I forced him here. Right. I felt like I forced yeah. him here. Mm -hmm. I forced him into like selfishly because yeah. I wanted to. I wanted to redeem myself mm -hmm. so bad. I didn't want people to, you know, look at me in a in the way of how they looked at me, because I got talked bad. I mean, wow. they dogged me at church when I got pregnant at 19 mm. and was unmarried mm -hmm. and, you know, and so I just wanted to redeem that, that part of my life again. And I felt really bad that I prayed for him to yeah. come here. Oh. 
and I felt like he was, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I prayed this child here and he's going to struggle his whole life because of me, you know, and, and dealing with that mommy guilt and Mm -hmm. did I do enough? Did I take my prenatal vitamins? Did I do this? Did I do that? And you beat yourself up and, Mm. um, and it played a large role in our marriage. You Mm. know, it, I, neither one of us, I think knew how to deal with that. Neither one of us knew how it was going to impact us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when things happen in your life, it doesn't just impact that situation, but then it triggers all things, Uh all the hurt, all the pain. And I think that neither one of us was prepared for that, Mm -hmm. you know, and it strained our marriage. It made us, it, it through it, it at least for me i don't know really what his experience was mm-hmm. for like that but for me i felt like it put a wedge between us mm-hmm. because of how our responses were very different yeah, yeah to his diagnosis right and so it felt like it put a wedge between us and mm-hmm. i think you know life just keeps happening yeah and when things aren't resolved it just piles up yes and so for me i think that's where things shifted mm-hmm. where i was like oh man yeah. How are we going to get through this? Right. How yeah. did you begin to navigate once you said, okay, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. I have to be here for my son. I know you said you became a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. How is Caleb doing now? Caleb's great. He's 11. Mm-hmm. He's the most amazing human being I've Aww. ever met in my life. He mm-hmm. is the reason that I know God. Wow. Like, he's the reason I know him, mm-hmm. not know of him. My mom's the reason why I know God. Mm-hmm. You know, I was introduced yeah. to God. But Caleb he's the reason why I know God is real. Mm. Like he gave me that, you know, and and still to this day, like he's completely Mm nonverbal, but Caleb sings. So he sings verbally, but he won't talk verbally, but he'll sing. And and when I say he knows like his ear, Mm -hmm. he listens to Layla Hathaway and he's on pitch and on key and like, and I'm like, okay. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, special so kid. I, I love don't. That. I'm just so thankful that mm-hmm. I got to experience him. Yeah. Like I get to experience. He's such. I mean, he's just the most amazing kid. And to mm-hmm. see God um, do amazing things in his life, mm-hmm. um, even with the stuff that they said he'll never do. Yeah. So. Because the God we serve, all those he'll never, he'll never, he'll never. Yeah. God can turn into what he will. And God created him. You know, I think that's the thing that I always try to tell. Um, special needs moms mm-hmm. is like, you know, God, thank you. God created that child. Yes, you know, he did. And he didn't say that we are fearfully and wonderfully made if we fit society standards. Mm. He says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And before, you know, in Jeremiah, it says before I placed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Yeah. And God knows Caleb. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I try not to look at his uh, sh- you know, struggles or challenges. I just mm-hmm. look at the fact that he's the one that God created. Absolutely. You know, so. It is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, you talked about, well, you openly speak about your faith and your love for Christ. Mm-hmm. But um, when you were 19 and you got pregnant, you said the church dogged you out. Oh, man. Did you have any church hurt from that? Did oh, it pull yeah. you away from the church? Because I know, like, a lot of people deal with church hurt. Oh, man. And I feel like um, people in church can be some of the most critical judgmental people and they don't understand the hurt that they caused yeah. you know yeah. um, how did you even get back to okay this 
you said you guys can drag me through the mm -hmm. mud, whatever, but I know the God I serve. What was that like? Thank God I had my mother mm -hmm. who, you know, my mom was very active at that church and mm -hmm. like she was in a pretty leader, you know, in a decent leadership role. Mm -hmm. And um, when I found out I got, pr I was pregnant, I was so ashamed and, you know, I wanted to, I thought about abortion and I thought about all types of things, mm -hmm. you know, I just was so embarrassed that, because I was the kid that was like at church, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was on the dance team and mm -hmm. I did all the things. Mm -hmm. So um, I was so, man, I was so embarrassed and she made me come to church. Mm. She was like, I'm not ashamed of you. God's not ashamed of you. And she sat right next to me every Sunday on the second row and she made me sit right next to her. She was like, we are not ashamed. You know, God gave you that baby. Mm. He allowed that baby to be here. So yeah. that baby was given oh God, to yeah. us by God, you know? And so you can, we can be upset about you, you know, having sex before marriage. Like yeah. we can deal with that. Mm -hmm. But right. we're not going to be ashamed mm -hmm. that you're bringing this life into the world. Right. We're not going to be ashamed of it. And um, if it wasn't for her, that presence of mm -hmm. just sitting next to me and not caring. Yeah. Oh. She was like, this is my baby. And she's having my grandson. I know that's right. And we're going to raise this baby in church <laughs> and we're going to love on her. Mm -hmm. And we're, you know, and her and her friends, like her, one of her closest friends is my children's godmother. Wow. Rhonda, who... Mm -hmm just loved me mm -hmm. she was that person yeah. that was a part of church too and yeah. she just didn't she loved me she mm -hmm. helped me plan my baby shower she you know took me to find bottles and mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah. like they just the next so i mean they did what christians are supposed to do love yes yeah Ugh. they didn't take my hardest moment or my biggest fall yeah or my biggest sin and punish me for it they loved me through it that's beautiful so, i love that yeah Oh my goodness. Um, I know. I'm like, I already started and <laughs> I wasn't planning on doing that. Sorry. No. <laughs> I'm it's like, okay. Lord. Oh. Um, speaking of the shame that mm -hmm. you felt, how, because I mean, you prayed for this little boy, you begged God, and God's like, stop it. I heard mm -hmm. you. What, how did you even navigate through that? Because I know for me, walking through my shame has been hard and a lot of times we don't speak about it yeah. you know and um it's something that we go through privately mm -hmm. um what were those private moments that you had with god in feeling shame shame is like shame is like the thing that is always at my doorstep mm. in my life i feel like shame is one of the enemies um most used weapon for me mm -hmm. is shame and I think that to be honest with you I'm still even in this season of my life right now navigating through how I handle shame mm. do you know what I mean yeah of just you know because it stems from like that embarrassment of like that's not, I don't want people to see me like that. Mm -hmm. I don't, I didn't want that mistake to be seen or yeah. I didn't want that thing to not work out mm -hmm. and everyone have to see it, yeah. you know? And shame is the, it's the enemy accusing you. It's like that thing he just wants to keep reminding mm -hmm. you of. You did this, you did this. Like yeah. he just, 
that accusing, you know, and right. that's, that's what shame feels like for me. Like, I feel shame the most when the enemy reminds me of the things that I've done wrong. But what has helped me, especially in this season, um, and in the season where I dealt with shame in church when I got pregnant with, with my oldest son, mm-hmm. my mom helped me with that yeah. because she wasn't ashamed of me. Mm-hmm. And she reminded me that God isn't ashamed of me. Um, mm. And that is something I needed to be reminded of. Yes. Is that he wasn't angry with me. Mm-hmm. No. He didn't like that decision. Right. He wouldn't have, that wasn't his desire mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. His desire wasn't for me to have mm-hmm. my son out of wedlock. That mm-hmm. wasn't his desire, but he still loves me. Mm-hmm. And he was the one who placed that child in my womb. Yes. So he allowed it. So mm-hmm. he, you know, so that was mm-hmm. something that, but now in this season, shame still tries to kind of creep up. Mm-hmm. And, God had to do a lot of reminding me and Mm -hmm. I have to do a lot of reminding the enemy Mm -hmm. that you are not going to make me remember Mm. or make me feel shamed over what God has forgiven and forgotten. Because the Bible says not only does he forgive, but he forgets. Mm -hmm. And so God had Mm. to come to me one time and say, why you keep bringing up stuff that I forgot about? You're the one bringing it up. I'm not bringing it up. You're bringing it up. Mm. you're not done with it. Mm -hmm. I'm done with it. When you came to me with a sincere heart Mm. and you said, father, forgive me. Yeah. And you were, you were sincere in that. Mm. I forgave it. I searched your heart. I know your heart Mm -hmm. and I've forgiven it. Mm -hmm. Move on. Yeah. Move on. But it's us that keeps bringing it up all the time i'm guilty of it you know yeah. like god remember when i did you're like girl like, are I, we still on that <laughs> we still talking about we that right and, and like i was telling you before you know the scripture where it says behold i am new like yes. he makes us new mm-hmm. his yes. mercies are what new, new. Yes. every morning and that is the faith, that is the, mm-hmm. the, the hope that I have to hold on to when yeah. shame tries to come knocking at my door. Mm-hmm. I have to remind the enemy, where you know facts, mm-hmm. I know truth. Right. The right. fact is, yes, I did do that, but the truth is, yes. is that I'm redeemed. Mm-hmm. The truth is, is that he loves me. Yes. The truth is that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. These are the truth, and yes. I'm gonna stand on that. And that's mm-hmm. hard sometimes, and it's not easy, and I still mm-hmm. struggle with that. I'm not, at all trying to act like yeah. I have evolved into this place mm-hmm. of, you know, enlightenment. Right. I'm still trying. Getting there, yeah, it's a journey. There, but, um, but that's how I speak to shame. Mm-hmm. I love that. And also, I hope that you find peace in knowing that everything that you felt ashamed of, God is using it. Like, he literally can use you. Yeah. And that's as I'm starting to read the Bible and really dive into it, I'm noticing that, like, everybody he used was flawed. I mean... It's like, you know, everybody, everybody, everybody. So it's crazy. Even that in itself, it's like we we look at ourselves and we're so ashamed of things. But we have to remember, like, God can use that. And it's like you're literally a blessing to other people. You just sharing your story is going to be a blessing to so many people because there's I know there's some young woman or man that's watching this right now. And it's like, oh, my goodness, I've been carrying the shame yeah. and I don't have to anymore. You don't. Mm-mm. You don't. And it's like he already paid for it, yeah, man. He did. It's like it's paid for. Yes. It's like you holding that is you saying, I, I'd rather pay for it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's I already, already did. Bought, yes. It's already bought. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Mm. You know, be new. Yes. It's, it's a grace. You know, it's it a is. grace. And I hope that 
and any story mm -hmm. that I share, yeah. that there's that hope that you can be redeemed, mm -hmm. you can be reconciled back to him, That's and it. you don't have to hold on to the past. You don't. You don't. You don't. No. Um, so you grew up in the church. Yeah. Um, you worked in the church. Yeah. Do you ever see yourself doing anything in the church? No. <laughs> no. Nope. Um, in the church in the sense of like, I want to serve church. Yes. I want to serve the people of mm -hmm. God. I want to always do that. But mm -hmm. in the sense of like doing something for church, mm -hmm. like in an actual church. Like being a pastor. Or oh, God, no. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. This is, this, even doing this mm -hmm. is like, God's like, all right, she's at least doing this. This is her place. Yeah, because yeah, I just don't, you know, I take responsibility very serious. Yeah. And I believe that that's not something mm -hmm. to take lightly. And Absolutely. I know that we live in a culture where everyone wants a million followers and mm -hmm. everyone wants, you know, to be trendy and mm. to go viral and to be known. But I know the rate the weight of that responsibility. Yeah, it's a big weight. And I don't take it lightly. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, my my goal and focus right now is to be the one that he knew mm. more than being the one that's known to everyone else. Wow. You know what Nigga, I mean? You... I want to be the one that he knew. Mm. <laughs> and, and I don't know why that thing has been sticking on me, mm. but I was reading the scripture that scares the life out of me mm. is depart from me. I never knew you. Mm. And so when I was reading that scripture, I'm just like, well, God, that doesn't make sense because in Jeremiah, mm -hmm. you said that before we were entered into our mother's womb, you knew us. Yes. So how could you ever, right. how could we ever stand before you and you say that you didn't know? You. Well, that would be us becoming something that mm. he didn't create mm. by being something he didn't create. Listen. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm yes. like, oh, so if you're sta if we're standing before him and he says, depart from me, I uh, never knew you, then you're not the one that he knit together in the womb of your mother. You're yes, not the person he created. Uh, That's not who he knew. Yes. And so for me in my life, as for me right now, mm -hmm. I got to be the one he knew. Uh, I don't care who many how many people know me. Yeah. I don't care how many people follow me. I don't care how many people watch my podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't care how many times... A clip goes, I got to, I have to focus mm. on being the one he knew. And I want God. to stand before him. Mm -hmm. And I want him to say, I know you. Yes. That's my girl. Oh, my God. That's my girl. That's the one that I created. I want that so badly. Mm. I've never wanted that before in my life. Mm -hmm. And in this season, I want that so badly. I want right. to be the one he knew. Yes. More than anything. Well, it's on you. We see it. <laughs> yes. You. Oh, my goodness. You got Denora about to run around the, the house. <laughs> yes. Oh. That is so deep. That would be the only, and I'm not a theologian, so I'm not trying to like, and I know Bible, thump, but there are people that will. Yeah. That I'm just saying for me, that's what it spoke to me. That's what that spoke to me. If I stand before him and he says, I don't know you, mm -hmm. but he said in Jeremiah, before I placed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. you that has to mean. There, that has to yes. mean that I have allowed the deception of the enemy mm. to make me become something that you didn't create. Jesus. Ooh, because the enemy knows that he is the only, the enemy doesn't have any power over authority over any of no. us. He doesn't. Mm -mm. And the only person that can 
hinder mm-hmm. the purpose and plan that God has for our lives is us yeah. because he loves us so yes. much that he gave us the choice. Mm-hmm. So the enemy knows that the only way that I can get them to not be the one that he knew yes. is to deceive them mm-hmm. and make you think that you're something that you're not. not. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, <laughs> the show is, we've, yeah, so good. Oh I'm just, those are just goodness. things where I'm like, I, I have to, that's, it has to be my focus. Yeah, and I love that because we live in an industry, or we work in an industry, and we live in a world where people aren't as comfortable speaking out about their love for Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is like, thank you, God. We want to be very vague, vague very vague about mm-hmm. where we stand. Mm-hmm. And um, they're just saying, like, I stand on business. I stand on Jesus. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to shout his name. Let it be up. known. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it where you like, I have this platform and I'm going to let you guys know where I stand? I just, you know, I'm a flawed human being, mm-hmm. but I am not fake. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm super flawed. I got, man, and especially without Jesus, mm-hmm. I'm just Oh, God, even when he doesn't even like God has to have all of me. And when he even has like ninety nine point nine, I'm trash. I Uh, got to have all of me. Yeah. (laughs) And so um, but I'm not fake. And I have I've always had this like reverential fear of God. Mm -hmm. And I know that if I'm ever going to be on a platform, Mm -hmm. I want to lead people to him in everything that I do. Mm -hmm. I just think that that's the most important thing. I can I can try to, you know, I can fit into the you know, five steps to making the great casserole or, right. you know, or whatever. I can do that. That's fine. But I just don't know in the time that we're living in, mm. I feel that there's an urgency on the health of our soul. Absolutely. And the mm-hmm. health of our spiritual growth. Yeah. I feel like there's an urgency there. Mm-hmm. And so if I have a gift to speaking about that, then I want to use that gift yes. for that. And oh. God's been too good to me. Mm-hmm. Same. And what and and the thing that mm. he has impressed on me so much mm-hmm. is that whatever you think it's gonna cost you, it didn't cost you as much as it cost him. Oh. No. So if you think mm. it might cost you some relationships, mm-hmm. it might cost you some business deals, it mm-hmm. might cost you some money, it might cost you some time, mm-hmm. whatever it costs you, yeah. it don't cost you more than what it cost him. Oof. And so I, I have to honor him with my life. Yes. It cost him too much to mm-hmm. redeem me back to him. Mm-hmm. It cost him too much for us to be reconciled. Yeah. The least I can do is give you my life. Yes. Oh, that's the least I can do. That's the least we can that's do. That's the least. The least we can do mm. is to give him everything. Yeah. Because he deserves so much more. You know, so the least I can do is give you every part yes. of me. The best that I can. Mm-hmm. Am I perfect at it? Mm-mm. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. But I've never been more dedicated mm-hmm. than I've been in the last six months. I've never wow. been more dedicated to him. Mm-hmm. It, for me, like in my personal walk yeah. with him. What was never. that transition you said in the, in the last six months? What was it that drew you to him and said, okay, I got to lock down because. <laughs> my divorce being finalized in March. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved out in May. Wow. So we were still living together because we had to sell our home. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I moved out in May mm-hmm. and being on my own. Yeah. And then I just relationship changes in my personal life. There were some relationship changes and mm-hmm. um, I just was like, OK, God, it feels like 
he brought me to this season and I thought it was going to be great. Mm -hmm. I thought like, okay, I'm getting my new house. I got my new yeah. house. So, you know, you know, I'm out of that season. And mm -hmm. I was talking about this on, on my podcast, but I was like, I was so focused on getting out of that new old season that I didn't ask God about the new season. We I didn't get ask ahead him. of ourselves. I got, I was so trying to get out wow. of it that I didn't say, God, what do you have for me in this yeah. new season? Mm. What do you, what are you requiring of me? Mm -hmm. What are the things that you need me to get rid of? How can I make sure that I'm stewarding this time yeah. properly with me and you? Like I didn't ask him mm. just like I didn't ask him when I wanted to get married. Yeah. I didn't ask him about that. I just mm. got married. I right. didn't really ask God. Mm -hmm. I just was like, yeah, it's the right thing to do. I got a baby. I love him. He loves me. Go get married. Yeah. I didn't ask God. I didn't mm. ask God, you know, and really spend time with him and seeking him on every decision that I've made. Yeah. And so he brought me to what I say is my wilderness season. I mm. mean, and he, I mean, the way he snatched me up mm. and placed me mm -hmm. in this place of like isolation mm -hmm. and total surrendering, wow. me and him, mm -hmm. where I had to like, have the biggest magnifying mirror in front of me. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, we're gonna search. We're gonna get to the bottom of yeah, some stuff. absolutely. We're gonna dig up mm -hmm. some real, the stuff, the deep things that you have hidden in your heart. Mm -hmm. We're gonna really work on those things. Yeah. And it's been a process. Mm -hmm. And it was funny, cause I was on my way here, mm -hmm. I was looking in the sink and I hate seeing dishes in my sink in the mm -hmm. morning. Mm -hmm. I feel like as a single mom, <laughs> I'm like in this space where I'm grace. like, hey y'all, <laughs> I pay the bills around here, I cook around here, I make sure the house is clean, mm -hmm. you got brand new Jordans on your feet, everybody. <laughs> I should is, never see dishes in this sink. This is That's the least like, you can do. Oh, the least. <laughs> if I'm giving my life to God, the least y'all can do <laughs> is get these dishes. Get these dishes. <laughs> In this sink, I just, oh, it drives me nuts. Yeah. And so anyway, I see these dishes in the sink and um, it was a bowl and mm -hmm. it had something in the bowl that mm -hmm. made, when I was pouring, when I was the, turned the sink on, it was going into the bowl mm -hmm. and the bowl, it was like, it looked like the water was milky, mm -hmm. like whatever was in the bowl. Yeah. And I just kept the water running. Mm -hmm. And I just watched it there for a second. I felt, I don't know, I felt the Holy Spirit say, just sit here for a sec. Mm -hmm. And I just was looking and this pure water that's clear was mm -hmm. going into this bowl, but the water was all this mm -hmm. milky color. Mm -hmm. It's like cloudy. Yeah. And I sat there for a minute and I was like, I wonder when this water is gonna turn clear. Clear, right. And it took a while, mm -hmm. but it got lighter and it got lighter mm -hmm. and it got lighter. And it got lighter yes. and eventually that clear water had purged out mm. whatever was in there and mm. so what i have learned and what god was showing me just in that moment this morning mm -hmm. is that sometimes when god does a work in us mm -hmm. we know the work that he does in us but sometimes the evidence doesn't look like that yes that water still looked like it was being cleansed yes but it did, it wasn't all the way clean mm -hmm. yet, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so um, I've had to give myself grace mm. and like, yeah, it, but the faucet's still on. Yeah. You're still getting, per like there are things that are still purging, there are things that are still getting clean. Mm -hmm. And just because it may not look that way on the surface or, or cause I think I want everyone to see my change. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you yes. know the work God is doing in you and you want mm -hmm. everyone to see it so yes. they can, 
be like, oh, okay, you're, do, you're, you're doing, doing the work. Yes. You're yes. changing. You're mm-hmm. this and this and that. And, mm. and another example of that, I was at an amusement park not that long ago with Jordan, who's like my fourth child. She's mm-hmm. my little, I love her so much. And she yeah. helps me with my kids. And um, we were at this amusement park. And you know the basketball game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know those rims are like kind of, it's like it's Rays, hard to make yeah. a shot, right? So I kind of <laughs> already went into it and I was like, man, it's going to be kind of hard, but whatever, I'll try, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I missed the first one. Then I got the second one. Then I got the third one. And so I won two big stuffed animals. It's huh. the first time I've ever done this oh, ever wow. in my life. So yeah. I'm so excited. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I did it. <laughs> you know, I feel like a beast because they're always making fun of me and saying, you know, my kids play basketball. They're always uh-huh. making fun of me. <laughs> and so I felt so good. And I was like, man, I was having this dialogue with God in my head. I was like, dang, I wish I would have recorded that. Mm. And he said, why? And I said, because I made the shot. He's like, but the evidence is already there. You got the- How did you get that if you didn't make the shot? Stop trying to, you don't, everyone don't have, have to, to see, see this. It. This is a oh me and you God. thing. This is a me and you thing. And if you're doing, and, and so it's these moments where I have to have this heart posture check. Mm. Am I doing this because I want a heart that God has made? Mm-hmm. I want to be Christ-minded. Yes. I want a heart that is pleasing to him. Or do I want growth that looks good to everyone else? else? Yeah, we get caught up in that. Caught up mm-hmm. and yes. trying to, and it's like, no, mm-hmm. I just want, God to be pleasing because the Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all who can know it but God not even we know our own hearts he's the only one that knows Mm -hmm. it so why am I sitting here putting on this pressure on on myself to make everyone see what only God knows Mm. Megan my God (laughs) you know what I mean these are like real I mean these are real life things like I told you I was looking at that bowl this morning Mm -hmm. and God's speaking this stuff to me today you know so this is a in real time this is what how I'm processing but Mm -hmm. I'm just like man like I understand Mm -hmm. I get it you want people to see your change but Mm -hmm. and they and and maybe they will maybe they won't yeah and a part of that because you want to inspire people you want to bring people closer to Christ yeah you want to be reconciled in certain relationships you want things to be better you Mm -hmm. want people to know like hey man like man maybe I did hurt you I'm sorry I I didn't I didn't have the revelation of God that I have right now Mm -hmm. and you want people to see that you're changed but it's like I, I God brought me to this place, this wilderness, where it's like, this is about me and you, wow. period. Megan, And oh if my you goodness. trust me and you trust that I'm good, then I'll bring the right people into your mm-hmm. life. I'll bring the right friendships into your life. I'll yeah. bring the right business opportunities. I'll bring the right husband. Mm-hmm. I'll bring the right community yeah. around you. But this is about me and you. Mm-hmm. And I need you to know that if you have me, yes. you, you have got, all you, you need. You have everything you, you need. You have everything you need. Mm. So, oh my goodness, I'm going through the same thing. I um I did an episode recently called Purging Season, and you talked about purging, mm-hmm. and um I felt like relationships with friends, family, like I'm, you know how you ask God, God, wherever I'm going, if just bring along who's meant to who's come, meant to. and then mm-hmm. you see every like you be like, oh, so nobody, like where did nobody wants no, to come? Nobody's <laughs> coming. We guys like this is what you asked mm-hmm. for. And um, it's like a really tough time, isolation, silence. Um, we talked about that. And for me, it's a grieving process also, something I'm still grieving. I'm, I was very open about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I know that you and B. Sloan had a podcast, which mm -hmm. everyone, that's where I fell mm -hmm. in love with you. I was mm -hmm. just like, oh my gosh, I just adore this girl <laughs> um, and love B. too. And you guys touched a lot of lives with that. And then you decided that you guys, we got the announcement, mm -hmm. you didn't want to do the podcast anymore. Mm -hmm. um, what was that like? You know, just even navigating, because you're doing new things. You yeah. got your own podcast. Yeah. Um, you're doing more with your family. We get to see them yeah. more now. What is that transition like for it's you? Been, it's been the most tragic blessing wow. <laughs> I could ever. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the best way to describe it. Mm -hmm. Like a very tragic blessing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It sucks when, you know, you think that things are going to work out a certain way and then they don't. Mm -hmm. and like, And I've, I've dealt with um, disappointment in that way before of like, having to grieve the idea mm. that I had of something. Yes. You mm. know what I mean? Because mm. we go into something, you see it like, oh, this is going to be amazing. This, this is going to be forever. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, especially, and I think, too, it was like, just side eye in the enemy because I'm like, see, I knew. Mm -hmm, I knew mm -hmm. I'm stupid. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> right. like, I knew you was going to. But um, it's been, like I said, a tragic blessing because it was the thing that, um, propelled me into a wilderness season, yeah. which was needed, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the way that I know God now mm -hmm. and the way that I am experiencing his realness, yeah. his kindness, his gentleness, his grace, mm -hmm. his mer the way that I'm experiencing the fullness of God, yeah. his character in totality, mm -hmm. the way that I'm experiencing it now, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Mm -hmm. This is too precious to me yes. to regret anything that led me to this point. Absolutely. Right? Um, but <clears throat> the season that I'm in right now, it's beautiful because I get to really focus on what God is doing in me through me. Mm -hmm. I get to focus on the things that he gave me that I know that he gave me, like mm -hmm. my children. Yeah. I get to really, you know, steward the things properly. Mm -hmm. um, and so it just offered this amazing opportunity to do things in a way that's more aligned with him. Yeah. Um, and so it's been a blessing. That's beautiful. I spend more time with my kids. Mm -hmm. I... You know, I spend more time with God. Yeah. Because I have all the free time in the world to do it. Um, and the impact that it's been having mm -hmm. on me, the ones that are really close to me. Mm -hmm. I'm being, I've been um, discipled for a few months now, and that's been amazing. Mm -hmm. Like keeping accountability around me, yeah. keeping, I've been in therapy since, um, since the beginning of May. Okay. And that has been super beneficial mm -hmm. yes i mean therapy is everything like and she it helps <laughs> and she loves god she loves yes. the lord she believes in jesus that's important and she gives me bible mm -hmm. you know yes. she's like yeah well the word says hello you know and i need that i need me both too. yeah i do too i need both <laughs> i need i'm you the know, same way i need both and so yeah, that's um, important to me as well it's just been it's been you know there are moments like i have on um my patreon i have I, I'm doing this docu-series where you really get to see, like, yeah. how I'm living this out. Mm. And I'm sharing some really, you know, intimate things on mm. there. And um, you, I really am just grateful for the opportunity to know God on this, in this season. In this season, yeah. And to amazing. just know him and 
know how he sees me. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever saw myself the way he saw me. Mm -hmm. And so that's been. A lot of us don't. It's been if we a did, game it'd be changer. literally it's a game changer when you start to see it's yourself the way God does. Game changer, mm. and I just have never lived that way. Mm. I have a very I'm naturally pessimistic. Mm. I'm naturally don't trust anyone. Yeah. Naturally, don't think things are going to work out. Naturally, don't see myself mm-hmm. in a positive light mm. ever. I don't think I ever have. Mm-hmm. I don't like, and I've had to search this thing out. Yeah, um, I don't think I've ever seen myself in a positive light. But when some tragic things happened in this last couple of months um, with the divorce ending and the podcast ending Mm -hmm. and all of those things, Mm -hmm. um, it afforded the opportunity for me to learn how God sees me, which has been the most amazing thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just been a blessing. I love that. I love that. Um, We often talk about doing business with friends and you and B have known each other for over 20 years, grew up together, and then you're going through a divorce. You just never know what somebody's mm-hmm. going through. Like, I had no idea until we sat down and really <laughs> talked. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, you, I see you, and you just have this glow about you. Oh, you really do. You have thank a light you. on you. And it's. I just wanted to let people know, you just never know what somebody's going through. Yeah. And um, also, how does that affect when you like go into new relationships, are you, are you kind of head in a space where you're like, oh, yeah. reluctant, hesitant? I really of, love Jesus right now. Yeah. <laughs> like I really do. Yeah. And I, I had to admit the other day, I was mm-hmm. like, I am terrified to be intimate with anyone. Wow. I don't want to be intimate. Mm. I'm like very reluctant on intimacy. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'll be transparent. If you ask, I'm yeah. 100% honest. I'll, mm-hmm. No problem. Yeah. But having the idea of like intimacy, yeah. like real intimacy, mm-hmm. yeah. that feels like, mm, mm. I don't know if I, I don't know where I'm at with that. Yeah. I, I know that I am reluctant. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. Yeah. Right now I'm reluctant with intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get to a place where I can be with people people and not think like I'm not gonna put too much into this mm-hmm. oh. you know what and I mean that's not a way to go into and it yes man I know or just being like mm, we'll see mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. We'll see. but it's a protective thing it's like it's almost like a shield like all right God let me go ahead and armor up so that what? whatever happens I'm ready to take the hits and if it doesn't then I can take a little piece off at a time you yes know? but mm-hmm. and it's hard though to go through some you know, impactful relationship changes mm-hmm. and not grow a hard heart. Yeah. You know, and Absolutely. I have to daily pray, mm-hmm. God, please keep my heart, like keep my heart soft. Yeah. And which means praying for those who hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And asking God to give me a heart for those who hurt me mm-hmm. because I don't mm. want my heart to grow hard. Yeah. I don't want to you know, miss genuine relationships and friendships because I'm, you know, I'm, I don't trust myself Right. and being honest and being like, you know, I don't think I trust myself. Mm -hmm. I don't think I trust that I pick the right people. And I don't think I'm, I trust what I'm going to do in the relationships. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm the problem. I don't want to mess up again. I don't Mm want to, you know, and it's just all the enemy. It's not, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not, the way that God I know wants me to think, but I, but I'm honest with how I feel about yeah. those things. And I just ask God to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
recently he had to remind me of something that he told me a long time ago when it comes to allowing protecting your heart mm -hmm. so you can protect your heart with a brick wall mm. or a concrete wall mm -hmm. you can build that wall all the way around mm -hmm. and you can protect it but then it's like no one gets to see mm. no one gets to see it yeah and so it's like maybe put a fence yes around it yeah so that people can see your heart mm -hmm. but in order to have access to it there's going to have to be a yes. process to have access to mm -hmm. that heart. Absolutely. You're going to have to have a gate code. Mm -hmm. yeah, hello. You know what I'm saying? Yes. To have access yeah. to my heart. But mm -hmm. I want to be in a better place where people can see my heart and yeah. see how God is changing my heart and mm -hmm. see how he's turning my heart in certain ways and still be wise yeah. on who I allow to have access to my heart. Mm. In relationships, mm -hmm. platonic or romantic, yeah. I just want to go into it with that type of mind frame. Mm -hmm. So that's... I'm like, just keep, just pray for me. Cause I'm like, I know that that's it. I know mm -hmm. I'm having an intimacy issue, right. but I know that I want to keep a soft heart and mm -hmm. for people to see my heart and, you know, and yeah. just have more wisdom on who has access to it. I love it. Yeah. That's beautiful. Now you're saying that you are guarded. You are absolutely drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> you're single now. Are you open to love? Yeah. Are you like, are you still in this? It's just me and Jesus right now. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely just me and Jesus for sure. Yeah. I think that's a lifetime thing though. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you gonna have, and I, and I think there's wisdom in it mm -hmm. because I feel like for me, if a woman is focused and, and dedicated to her relationship with God, then any man that comes to her really would have to go through that avenue. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, if, and not in the sense of trying to make things hard for a man. Like you need to read Psalms <laughs> and Ecclesiastics and Amos. It's like, I'm right, not right. saying that, but I'm saying that I want to be with a man that searches God yes. to have access to my heart, mm -hmm. that he searches him yes. and he says, God, this is your daughter. Mm -hmm. You love her. You know her. Yes. How do I? Yes. How do I love how her? How do I love her? Yeah. You know, absolutely. I want, I just, I think it's that thing. So mm -hmm. open a hundred percent, but you know, I think maybe in this time right now, like God just is, you know, mm -hmm. healing me yeah. and allowing that time I to heal that. and grieve mm -hmm. so that when I, he does open the opportunity for me to have relationships, friendships, romantic relationships that my heart is open mm -hmm. to receive it yeah, and I can steward it properly yeah. without trying to hop into a relationship while grieving the last relationship. And mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just feel like it could be a distraction. Yeah. So I just want to mm -hmm. be whole yeah. healed. And then I want to be able to be in a place where I can steward it mm -hmm. properly yes. and be the best, you know, yeah. be my best self in it. Absolutely. So, I love that. Yeah. So what are you doing? It's my last question. We'll close with this. <laughs> what are you doing daily to make sure that Megan is good? So my daily routine, um, if I'm being honest, it probably sounds really like, it's like, girl, go work out and drink water, <laughs> right? Like, I feel like I really wish that was my daily mm -hmm. routine, but I have trained myself to wake up and go to the Bible app first mm -hmm. instead of Instagram. Yes. Because Instagram is the first thing I go to because mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, yeah. there's business things in there. There's mm -hmm. messages you want to, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. So Instagram used to be my first go to. Mm -hmm. And then I would be like, did I miss something from last night? Like right. making sure that I'm up to date with everything. So from now, 
for the last couple of months, my go-to is immediately, I, I'm trying to be realistic. I know I'm going to grab my phone. I'm not trying to be, right. you know how people yes. be like, yep. I'm like, <laughs> well, let's keep it a buck. Yeah. I'm going to grab my phone. Yes. I don't have a clock in my room. Mm -hmm. I need to know what time it is. Yes. And that phone is the clock, is the alarm clock. It's like, everything. I, it's everything. So yes. I'm going to grab it. So I grab it, but I force myself to go to the Bible app first. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing that I'm digesting is the scripture of the day. Yes. So it's God's word. It's the first thing that I'm yeah. grabbing. Um, and then I consciously in my head make sure that I acknowledge him mm -hmm. before I do anything. Yeah. So I open my eyes and I'm like, God, thank you for this day. Mm -hmm. As I'm grabbing my phone to go to the Bible app, that's my first mm -hmm. thing. I take my kids to school. And then for the first probably two hours of my morning mm -hmm. I spend in my office with God nice. two hours yeah and I don't plan on it to be two hours I'm not saying two hours because I'm just this amazing spiritual guru <laughs> I'm not it becomes two hours because I'm weeping and sobbing yeah. and his ah. presence is real yeah um, oh. but I spend that morning doing my devotional I read a devotional mm -hmm. um, by Jackie um, Hill Perry she has a 60-day devotional which I love wow. and it's like so it's short, it's not long, but mm -hmm. it's Bible. So mm -hmm. there's scripture that you can go to yeah. and it's just very helpful. And she speaks in a way that I understand. Mm. So I think that's important. Yeah. So I read that, I go to scripture and I pray and that's my morning routine. Amazing. And that literally, like when I don't do that, I feel the mm -hmm. difference. Saying, oh yeah, if I'm off my morning routine with God, that messes up the tone for the whole day. It's like, okay. literally, yeah. I'll, I've had to reset my day. Mm-hmm in the middle of the day yes yes and be like what happened oh yeah you didn't spend time with me. y'all give me about 20 minutes mm -hmm. and i'm gonna go yeah and sometimes that's all it takes mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to take 20 right. two hours every day mm -hmm. but i, I realized that if i get up mm -hmm. or try to be mindful of preparing myself before i have to be anything else mm -hmm. before i have to be a mom yeah. before i have to be a businesswoman before i have to be a podcast host mm -hmm. before i have to be anything else yeah. if i can just give myself the first few hours of the day mm -hmm. so that god can deposit something in me mm -hmm. so that i can be his first yeah. and then go be everybody else's yes and when i am his first he strengthens me mm -hmm. he gives me all the things that i need yes. because he knows my day mm -hmm. i don't know my yep. day but he mm -hmm. knows what my day has in store for me right so when i go to him first it's like it's the cheat code yeah it's like he knows what's I'm, what I'm gonna mm -hmm. face today, so I go Literally. to him and he gives me what I need to grace me through that day, yeah. and that's that's it. That's amazing. Yeah. I want to challenge everybody to make sure you carve out time for God yeah. before you start anything. I'm telling you, it is a game it's changer. It's a game changer. Yeah, game it changer. Is. Yeah. So you talked about this season showing you how God sees you, mm -hmm. which I think is so important. But mm -hmm. how do you feel like God sees you, and how do you see yourself now? Um, I I think the more that I read God's word was the more I saw how mm -hmm. he sees me. Mm -hmm. And so um, the the woman that's discipling me, she would, she takes me through scripture and mm -hmm. we break down the text and she, you know, really breaks it down for me so that I can really understand what God is trying to say. But when she, when I read it, she makes me replace the you with my name mm -hmm. or like she makes me personalize it. Like Megan, you are fearfully and wonderfully mm -hmm. made. Yes. You are you know so you are a new creature mm -hmm. i am like and making me personalize it which has helped me yeah saying seeing that that his word wasn't just to everyone mm -hmm. but it was for me Ooh. like it was personalized yes. like he personally allowed this beautiful love letter mm -hmm. for me 
and just seeing that and believing it mm-hmm. that he did this for me. Yeah. Um, and so seeing his word and reading it and knowing it and, and making a commitment to know it mm-hmm. has allowed me to see myself the way that he sees me. Mm. And, and, you know, and knowing the lies of the enemy. Because yeah. I know God's word. Mm-hmm. And so I know when the enemy is talking because yes. I know God's word. And I'm like, mm, God don't sound like that. Look, people That's say, not, God did not say that. God did not say that. <laughs> he didn't say that. That's yeah. not, nope. That's not, that's not him. And so just knowing those things, mm-hmm. knowing yeah. his word. Now, when you look in the mirror in the morning, what do you see? Do you see everything that God sees? Not yet. I don't mm-hmm. see it all yet. I still struggle mm-hmm. with seeing myself in totality the way that he sees me. I still Mm. struggle with that. But I am, by reading his word, it's in me. Mm -hmm. And so it comes up when certain things come up. Mm -hmm. I'm quick to make, so the Bible says that take every thought into captivity Mm -hmm. and make it come into submission to Christ. So I take those thoughts when I start to have negative thoughts Mm -hmm. and I say, "Uh -uh -uh. Mm uh-uh-uh. Does this align with God's word? And if it doesn't, all right, you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have these, these out loud dialogues. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. No, you can go. No, enemy. No, you got to go. I'm no, not in the mood I'm for that the today. Way. I'm sure I just, Janora can attest to that. I'm just like, no. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, the Bible says resist the enemy. He'll flee. It's, mm-hmm. that, it's that simple. Yeah. I just, those are not thoughts that my father has given me. No. Nope. So I just get rid of them. I love that. That's it. It's a daily process, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you tell us what that is when he, he sees me as redeemed? He mm-hmm. sees me as graceful. Um, I think, like I said, the more that I read his word, mm-hmm. the more that I know his truth. And, okay, if I'm a little side thing mm-hmm. that is helpful is that, have you guys, you guys know like Chat GPT, the mm-hmm. AI? Yeah. So they have a Bible chat now. Really? And it's called it's called Bible chat. And it's like the best thing ever, <laughs> I think, because I'm not saying it replaces the Bible mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But there are certain questions that I have, like, how am I redeemed? Mm. If I like, will God ever get sick of me mm. coming to him? Wow. The, the questions that I have. Yes. And so then when there's Bible to prove that, like, if you come to him with a sincere heart, mm-hmm. he's faithful. Yes. Knock and the door will be open. Mm-hmm. Like those type of things. Yeah. Um, and so knowing that when I start to feel that shame, bringing that shame up again, or like when the enemy is trying to convince me of something that God didn't say, mm-hmm. I just have to keep bringing those things up. Yeah. And by confessing those things, mm-hmm. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. I'm the head and not the tail. Yes. I'm above and not beneath. Mm-hmm. Right. He's called me lovely. Yeah. You know, he knows me. He did all of this mm-hmm. for me. Yes. And I just have to just remind myself of that. And it's proven in his word. This mm-hmm. is what his word says. Yeah. He loves us. Not only does he love us, but he so loves us mm. that he gave mm-hmm. his only son, son to redeem us back yeah. to him. I believe Gosh. that. And my faith is sustained in believing that. Mm-hmm. And it's like you got to believe God in totality or not. You can't pick and choose what parts you want to believe. It's either this or it's not. Mm -hmm. He either loves you or he doesn't. Yeah, that's real. So if he loves you, then he loves you. Simple. It's simple as that. And there's nothing that I can ever do to change that. Mm -hmm. I think there's some in Psalms where David says, I can go to the highest mountain or make my bed in hell and you'll be with me. Mm. 
no matter where right. he goes, he loves you so much that he can't escape you. Yes. And I start to see these things, and this is how I know that he loves me, mm -hmm. where it says that his thoughts for me outnumber the grains of the sand of all the earth. Of all the earth. Your thoughts for me? Right. <laughs> Little old me? Yes. And it's, he's consistent in this. Mm -hmm. All throughout his word, he's consistent in how much he loves us yeah. and pointing us in that direction. And so mm -hmm. I just choose to believe that he's real. Yeah. I choose to believe that he's real and that his love is real. Mm. I just choose to believe it. Yeah. And that choice in believing it changes everything. It does. Absolutely. So um, you've been very open on your podcast, know for sure, about mental health issues that mm -hmm. you've dealt with, depression, um, even battling thoughts of suicide. Mm -hmm. In my Kips community, when I tell you the, it's I can't. It's like literally the team spends hours going through emails trying to find um, letters for our positive outcomes to read on each episode, and they go through and like almost all of them is going through depression, mm. suicidal thoughts, um, and it's really heartbreaking. Mm. It really is. When I found that out, I was like, what? Mm -hmm. You know, and you don't mm -hmm. understand like when you share that how many more people are actually going through the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. What is something that you can share to maybe just give them some advice on how to handle that since you've opened up about it as well? Yeah, that's, it's such a heartbreaking experience. And, and because I know it personally, I just hate hearing other people go through it mm -hmm. because I know what I've experienced. And I'm like, mm -hmm. if I've experienced this, I know what I've experienced. So I just hate mm. the idea that other people have experienced that. Mm. And um, I have a really big problem with the enemy right now mm -hmm. and what he's doing to attack people yeah. in their minds. Mm -hmm. and, and what I would say is, is that you have to know, and I was I actually said this on one of my episodes, I was saying you have to know who your God is and you have to know who your enemy is. Mm -hmm. And that the enemy is a deceiver. Yeah. And like I was saying before, he knows that the only way for you to forfeit mm -hmm. the promises that God has for your life is for mm -hmm. you to do it. Yeah. And so he wants to deceive you into thinking that you are unworthy, mm -hmm. that you are, uh, you can't be redeemed, mm -hmm. that your life isn't worth anything. And these are lies. Yeah. But he knows that if he can get you to believe this, mm -hmm. then he, you will forfeit the things that God has for you. Yep. And you have to know that it is a trick. Mm -hmm. It is a sick trick mm. of the enemy to make you think that your life has no purpose. Yeah. It is one of the it is one of his biggest influences right now. It is, yeah. Is to get people to think that their life isn't worth it. And the only thing that I can say that has worked for me, for me, mm -hmm. I have done medications for depression, mm -hmm. for suicide, for anxiety. I've done those things. Um, the only thing that has worked for me is knowing who God is yeah. and really believing in who he is mm -hmm. and who he says that I am Yes, and mm -hmm. really believing it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know a way to, I don't have a five steps on how to get to that point to believing it. Right. But I do know that I have been desperate enough where I've tried everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes that people, 
get confused with people who battle depression and suicide and they think that, oh, you just want to die. Like it's a, and it's not that. No. It's that this pain that I'm feeling causes me not to want to live. Yes. But it doesn't mean I'm try I want to die. I don't right. have a desire to die. Mm -hmm. I just can't live with this pain. Yeah. This pain mm. feels too deep and too it's consuming me. Mm -hmm. It's consuming my thoughts, it's consuming everything in me and it feels that I am never gonna get out of this yeah. pain. And when I tell you, for me, mm -hmm. the only person, the only thing that has relieved that pain has been God's love mm -hmm. and his presence and his yeah. realness and his word and it has healed the deepest wounds in my heart, mm -hmm. the deepest wounds in my heart. He has been the only thing yeah. that has helped me, the only thing that has fully made me free from that. Mm -hmm. Now I still struggle. I struggle, yeah. you know, I, I struggle sometimes and there are opportunities that present themselves for me to fall into a depression or for me to, you know, think that my life is worthless and I can't move on and I can't do anything, but it's a feeling mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. It's not real. Yes. It's just a feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's a feeling that the enemy likes to manipulate mm -hmm. because he's a manipulator. He is. Oof. And so you just have to know the truth. You have to speak the truth over yourself. You have to know, surround yourself with people that are going to speak truth to you. Yes. Speak God's word to you. Mm -hmm. People that are going to hold up your arms mm -hmm. and say, hey, listen, I know you can't hold yourself. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold you I up. You. I'm yes. going to speak God's word to you, even if you don't know it, mm -hmm. even if you don't believe it. I'm going to speak it over you. Right. Um, therapy, getting a good counselor. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Getting help. Godly wisdom. Yes. Yes. Godly wisdom. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and for, there are some people that sometimes just take an inventory Mm -hmm. And having someone who can help you really take good inventory of your heart. Because sometimes you're not depressed. You're disobedient. Yeah. Uh, you're not depressed. Mm -hmm. that, my friend Bree said this. She said, yeah, you're not depressed. You're disobedient. Obedient. Yeah. You don't have anxiety. You're disobedient. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. Because sometimes that, that freedom is on the other side of mm -hmm. obedience. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's something that God is requiring you to do and mm -hmm. you keep avoiding it. Mm-hmm. And you're wondering why you keep finding yourself in this yeah. same situation. And I, I'm guilty of it, too. I mm -hmm. have a chemical imbalance, so I'm not saying that that God, you know. Mm -hmm. But there were things that he required me to do. And once I started doing those things, I started to feel free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I sometimes it's mean. just on the other side of obedience. Yeah. Sometimes it is medication and a therapist mm -hmm. with godly wisdom. Sometimes it's a combination of things, yeah. you know. But... I, I, I do know for me, including God into that process, whatever you do, because mm -hmm. he's the ultimate healer. Yeah. He's the ultimate caregiver. He's mm -hmm. the ultimate like. And so just adding him into that routine, yeah. I think will show the difference yeah. and help. And, Absolutely. you know, and so. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. No, I hope seriously. that helps somebody. Yeah, no, I mean, it helped me. <laughs> so I know it, I did, it will. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. <laughs> We are coming to the close of the show and we do something that is called positive outcomes okay. where our listeners write in and we give them advice. Okay. This one says, hi, Crystal. I'm a 53 year old man just coming home from prison on false charges. I'm a God fearing, spiritually inclined man who believes in our being made in the image of our creator. My passion lies in service and it does my heart good to know that my God given ability was able 
was able to help make someone's life better or solve a problem for them. As I mentioned earlier, I came home a few years ago and the signs and pressure have been a deterrent for me. Both family and friends expect the person who left and not the person who returned. Mm -hmm. I was recently blessed to hear a sermon where a preacher talked about the power of attitude and what I should or shouldn't allow to affect my spiritual walk. Do you have any advice for walking a more spiritually engineered walk? When I tell you that all the tests are presently showing up to pull me away from my right walk would be an understatement. Mm. I wish my wish is to continue to serve and my hope is that God will bless me with favor. Mm. Wow. I cannot imagine like my life coming to a halt off of something that I did not do. How many years? He didn't say how many oh, years. Wow. Yeah. He just, yeah. False. He's been home for a few years Oof. for false charges. Um, Wow, I would say um, sometimes people cannot forget who you were. When you say family and friends still want the guy who left and not the guy who returned, um, it may take a while for them to realize, hey, you really changed and you're not the same mm -hmm. person. But um, what I would do is continue to pour into your word, mm -hmm. make sure that you go to church, surround yourself with community. I know my church has different groups that um, you can like connect with people so that you're not on this island by yourself trying mm -hmm. to come closer to God and keep that walk. When you, I feel like when you have accountability partners and people that are on the same walk as you, it makes it a lot easier to make sure that you stay focused. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, Sometimes people prefer you broken mm -hmm. and because it makes them feel better about yeah. their brokenness. Yeah, they don't want to see you change. And so yeah. you changing and growing makes them feel like now they got to step it up and change and grow. You do, and so, yeah. Um, I think you have to have grace mm -hmm. for them too mm. because they don't know this person yeah. yet. And so you have to give them grace. Mm -hmm because you know the changes that God has oh, made in you, but that doesn't mean they know that, like I said, they yeah. may not see it yet. They're still purified, yeah. you know, yeah. they just don't see it yet. Mm -hmm. And so I think having grace for them as you are navigating through this new chapter of your life mm -hmm. and then um, asking God to bring in the right people yeah. that, that can help you where you are right now mm -hmm. and help you grow yeah. better and further into that journey. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, a combination of those things but I would say give your family grace yeah because they don't know this person they yet. don't and they'll yeah. get to know them and just stay consistent mm -hmm. you know and God is faithful that when you ask him for help mm -hmm. he's faithful to give you help yeah and so um so, good. so yeah I just hang it. in there love it yeah um, we also do a part that's called what I'm going through and what I'm growing through oh, okay. and I'll start um, this week, I am, we talked about purging. And um, oftentimes in the grieving process, you kind of leave hope, mm -hmm. hoping that things will change. Or you have moments where you're like, I think I should just reach out, or mm -hmm. maybe I should do this. And then something comes along and it let, you get news, certain things are happening, like, okay, no. It's like almost like signs that keep yeah. coming, like, whatever you thought, you're having a moment, don't do it, yeah. don't go back. Yeah. And um, I am going through, um, finally closing the door on some chapters mm -hmm. that I was leaving cracked, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and um, growing through knowing that I say this all the time, everyone can't go with you, mm -hmm. but actually learning that. Cause when you say everybody can't go, you still hope that they'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so they can't come, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm growing through that as well. Yeah. 
I love that. Probably the same thing. Mm -hmm. I think I'm in that same transition um, of going through a new season Mm -hmm. and growing, um, growing in the new season too. I think it's the same, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like literally the same, like just allowing God to help me yeah. as I'm navigating through mm-hmm. this new season. Yeah. So I'm going through it and I'm growing, growing through, through it. it. Like yeah. I'm just, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the same thing that you're experiencing and we were talking about it, yeah. it's everybody mm-hmm. is experiencing. So um, we ended with keep it blank, sweetie. And this is what we want to tell our followers mm-hmm. or um, listeners to do. Um, for this episode, I'm going to say... Mm. We touched on so much, and so much has resonated with me. I'm going to say, keep it hopeful, sweetie. Mm, I like that. I'm going to say, keep it faithful. I love that. Be faithful. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Megan. (laughs) <laughs> Ashley Brooks, everyone. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. For I'm this. telling you. I needed this more than I knew. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, everyone that sits on the couch ends up saying yeah, that, but that I'm so great. happy that you're happy that you came and you yeah. feel like this is good. It was. Um, it was really good. And I know you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Um, guys, if you want to write into our positive outcomes listener letter, write into keep it positive, sweetie at gmail.com. And that's sweetie with an I E. You can follow Kips on all platforms at keep it positive, sweetie. You can follow me on all platforms at love crystal renee and that's l-u-v crystal renee megan tell people they can find you and let them know what you got going on so we can jump on board and support you yeah so you can follow me on basically all social media platforms it's i am megan ashley Mm -hmm. um and i just have i'm a new podcast in totality um, which is doing really good. I'm so excited about it. Yes. So, um, yeah, so all of the streaming platforms, YouTube, you can subscribe to my channel. I have a Patreon community where they get like exclusive, yeah. um, like BTS stuff and they get, um, my docu-series where you can kind of see the how I'm living this thing out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those Amazing. Are, that's it. That's so, so hard for me to be like, follow me on. Right. <laughs> but no, we gotta let them know where you can find you. Yeah. So I'm excited, um, for what the future holds Thank for you. you. God bless you. I'm thank proud you. of you. Thank you. And I'm here for you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I'm yes. so excited. Thank you so much. Absolutely. This is great. so good. Yeah.